it's made me a way better person. Um, like when I started, I had very, very little confidence in myself, very little um, self-value. Um, and this this journey um, has really been the start of a huge life shift for me. Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. My name is Ashley Myers. I am 35 years old um, and I am a graduate at the Bush School for public policy here at Texas A&M right now. Um, See, so yeah, it's a summertime, so I'm working on an internship and I'm taking one class at the moment. How has the coronavirus and COVID-19 affected school for you? Uh, it's it's affected it dramatically. Um, so we were starting spring break and we weren't quite sure what we were doing when corona hit. And uh, spring break ended up being two weeks long which a lot of us really enjoyed, but it also meant that we had to learn on the fly how to consume these higher level courses over Zoom and how to how to manage our time better and how we were going to study in groups without being able to talk face to face with people. Um, so it was really, really tough in that way. Um, and then just weird things happened, like, you know, your friends go home for um break and then you don't realize you're not going to see them again for maybe um 6 months or so um so it it really had a huge effect on and most of those people of aren't even back right i mean right no most of them aren't um like some of them they're all spread out over the US um you know some of my friends are um here on fulbright scholarships um and since they're international students, they don't know if they're going to be able to even stay at the moment because international students, they have to have in-person classes or it doesn't count. Oh, wow. So they're up in the air right now about whether or not they're going to be able to stay. So, And they come from all over. I've one friend who's from the country of Georgia, one's from Nicaragua. And they've already left all of their families and now more disruption so. oh my how, so how are currently you guys are still in online classes we are yes and then is the fall have they said what they're gonna do that right now they are planning to have in-person classes um but that's also up in the air right now we just heard that harvard's planning on staying with in uh, online classes solely and usually what the Ivy Leagues do is what the rest of the colleges will follow. So I expect that there will be some changes. Wow. So we don't know. Well, um, definitely there's so many cra- so much craziness in, in all of that. But we'll, yeah. we, we won't talk about that. <laughs> Let's talk about your fitness journey, yeah. your six-week challenge, mm-hmm. um, your time here. So how long mm-hmm. have you been at the gym? Do you remember when you got started? Um. It's right at about a year now at this gym. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I thought so. And mm-hmm. so let's talk about what brought you in. Like what was the initial draw or reason you decided mm-hmm. to come? Uh, 
to this gym specifically or CrossFit? Just every, yeah, the okay. gym, CrossFit, anything like what led you to kind of say, "Hey, I want to I want to start working out." Okay. Yeah, well the um what started me initially with working out was um I I had gotten to a place where physically I was unhappy with myself. Um I knew I was getting I mean, the 30s are no longer advanced age for women, but still advanced metabolic wise. And I was starting to get a little bit nervous with that. Um, I have a lot of family history of, um, you know, like diabetes and that sort of thing. And I wanted to kind of get a jump on that to prevent as much as I could. Um, but I knew I needed something more intense. I'm not a Zumba person, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? um, but I also wanted something where I could um, have some, some variations and um initially it was kind of looking around at what things i felt would be more more in line with what i enjoyed as more extreme things and it came down to the choice of either doing krav maga or crossfit wow Um, so you kind of researched this yes i did a lot of i i really wanted something i was going to be dedicated to and stick with um and something i could continually challenge myself with um and i went to go try the krav maga and I did not like the instructor. I thought he was really, really rude. <laughs> and yeah. um, it was it was a little too um, uh, aggressive uh-huh. in, in, in the wrong way for me. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, well, then I'll try CrossFit. And um, I loved it. And I stuck with it. Um, and that was back when I lived in... Louisiana, so that was almost three years ago. How did you narrow it down to Krav Maga and mm-hmm. CrossFit? Yeah, those are. Um, I was kind of like looking around, and I had tried the, you know, do it by yourself, go to the um, the gym by yourself, sort of thing. And I was like, okay, I need something structured. Um, and then I kind of looked around and talked to friends, and they were they were like, oh, you should do yoga. And I talked to them about yoga and you know, Zumba and, um, the, the other kind of like niche, uh, clicky things at the time, um, soul cycle, that stuff. Yeah. And none of it really clicked. All of it was like, this seems like you have to be, it almost seemed, seemed like the, the high school popular things yeah. to do versus the more inclusive things to do Mm. and I wanted something that was going to be like okay we're gonna we're gonna meet you where you are you don't have to be you know like super fit ahead of time you can you know you can grow into it and become your own person in it and that was what what, I was looking for so that was three years ago Mm -hmm. in Louisiana right what gym was it that you started at um I started at Ragin CrossFit Okay, that's mm-hmm. in Lafayette? It is. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that gym. I've yeah. heard it's great. It's um, a terrific one. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so prior to that, mm-hmm. let's go back a little bit more. So you would have been 32. Yeah. What was the last you know, decade like in your fitness prior to CrossFit? Oh, it was almost non-existent. Like, um, it was that transition time, you know, going from... Um, from undergrad into the working world and trying to get a grip on what it means to be an adult and um, kind of trying to fi- figure out who you are now that nobody else is telling you what to do. You got to figure out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I had um, 
you know, I had gotten married for a while and got divorced for a while after that. And so there's a lot of different shifts going on of trying to figure out my identity. Where'd you and go to undergrad? I went to Southern Oregon University. Okay, so you've kind of been all over the place. I've lived a lot of places, yeah. And yeah. had fitness ever been something that you wanted to do or was it mm-hmm. was it something that was ever kind of like a, a true hobby or recreation not not in that sense um you know my dad was really into sports and um part of his philosophy was that you always need to be active but it was always um with with like the winner's goal in mind like you're gonna be the you know you're gonna do the be the top person competition competition and the competition is the sports that i did were like swimming and softball and um what i learned between those two was that i really liked being competitive with myself which is much more of what swimming was and i did that throughout high school but again it was one of those things where somebody else is already always dictating what you're doing when you're doing it because you're in high school and you don't have a lot of autonomy yet mm-hmm. so your life's already set for you. Yeah. Um, so um, I enjoyed that part of it. And I had really, when I started trying to figure out what I wanted to do for myself, I kind of sat down and was like, well, I really like, I don't, I don't really care about comparing myself to other people because there's always going to be somebody out there who's, you know, maybe a little bit better in one particular thing or another. And comparing yourself to two different people is apples and oranges all the time. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted something where I would always be striving for better for myself. Um, During that yeah. 10 years, I would say, or I would get, mm-hmm. say in your 20s, right? Yeah. Um, did you start and stop anything? Um, let's see. What did I do? Uh, not really. I, you know, I, I tried to go to the gym with friends a couple of times, and I tried running by myself a couple of times, and um, I, I did stick with the running for a long time in, in my late 20s, and that was really very helpful, but I was also being a waitress at the time, so I was always on my feet, and so um, keeping in shape wasn't really a, a challenge. Did you do, like, a half <laughs> marathon or anything? No, it was just structured, you know, it was just go out with my dog in the morning and take a run down the street yeah just a habit just to get me going so when you're mm-hmm. in lafayette you're searching you're ready to do something you start yeah. crossfit what was right. it like like give me the first few months what was oh, the experience gosh. like um well one of the things that i don't think anybody ever warns you about is when you um when you start something like that um it is shockingly emotional your first week and um you're doing a lot of um, negotiating with yourself when you're in your workout. Um, you know, all the doubts are coming in. Like, what made you think you could do this? This is like one of the most extreme sports out there. And you're like, yeah, I can do this, you know. Um, so I had to like, the first week, you know, everybody's super nice. Everybody's, um, you know, everybody's always nice in CrossFit. That's one of the really great things about it is everybody's very supportive. But the first week, everybody's like, hey, so glad you got here. You know, proud of you for coming in the first week. And I'm like trying to run out the door like, nobody's going to see me cry right now because I'm so emotional. So um, that was, yeah, nobody warns you about that. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, talk yeah. about the internal voices because I think, I just had a conversation with somebody yesterday, mm-hmm. and usually I say when they when a when a new client especially mm-hmm. comes into the gym, 
there's a lot of negative self-talk, yes. you know, and, and I wouldn't even say a new client. I would even say mm-hmm. just most people, mm-hmm. that's the voice that's speaking to them in silence. Mm-hmm. And can you expand on that a little bit, how you've learned to, whether it's silence that voice or mm-hmm. respond to that voice or deal with that voice? Uh, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, oh gosh, that voice is really loud, um, especially when you're when you're a newbie to something or um, and when you don't necessarily have the greatest self-confidence, which when you're coming from a place of like already feeling like you have to improve yourself, um, that's a really strong voice. Um, but there are a lot of different techniques to get through it. Um, you know, in when you're starting out, just the idea that you are, you're showing up um, and you're, taking it on yourself you should be proud of yourself and you should tell yourself that you're proud of yourself because you're you're at place zero you know you are learning the lingo you are learning the techniques you are challenging yourself um with skills that you didn't even think about like you know, you've seen people jump on a box, but how many adults actually like jump on things when they're adults? That's kid play. So, mm. you know, you've taught yourself, you have to unlearn all of these habits of telling yourself that you're too old to do something or um, you're just not good enough. So you have to learn all of those things that you're breaking down those walls that you've put up for yourself. So that's the biggest challenge. And um, you learn a lot of, you learn to like, talk to yourself through that like okay well you know this was my first week and I I made it I hurt all over I didn't even know I had muscles in certain places until they hurt but I learned that I had those muscles so giving you positive affirmations positive affirmations giving yourself like small even if it's like ridiculously small like steps to get through every day like I set my alarm five minutes earlier today so that I can, you know, make my make, make my shake before I go. Um, that sort of thing. You give yourself accolades for that. Um, and as time goes on, you see the small improvements. Like, um, you know, I couldn't do one push-up before. I always had to do them on my knees. So I did one push-up, and that's a big accomplishment. You know, so those little milestones, those are things that you you talk yourself through and then in the middle of a workout when it really hits like this is so stupid why are you here once again at you know 6 30 at night when you would really rather be on the couch you know um eating cereal eating cereal (laughs) because it's the best food in the world um you know then you're like you know what this you're not gonna you're not gonna appreciate it right now because nobody ever appreciates it in the middle of it do you find yourself doing this often yeah yeah i do and then usually it's like okay just wait 45 minutes because the endorphins kick in like 15 minutes after your workout and you're going to be on your high so i'll talk to myself about that in the middle of it or i'll say you know what this is a really really big workout today um you know scale like they used to say at um rage and scale before you fail make sure you're taking you you are adjusting it to you because you're the only one that matters right now so what is it going to be for you to get through this in a way that you feel accomplished and challenged at the same time so 
those are the sort of things that I kind of keep in mind. And on the really, really hard days, it's just like, you know what? No, this isn't, let's be honest, this isn't what you want to do today, but it is what you need to do today. Yeah, you're almost having to be your coach, right? You're having right. to be your your uh, voice of authority. Right. Because if you don't stand up for yourself mm-hmm. against that other voice, then you are going to um, kind of be a victim. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, that's one, of the, that's one of the parts of growing up is that you are the coach of your own life. So um, that takes a long time for a lot of people to learn. Yeah, but in yeah. working out, it sounds like it was a great way to, mm-hmm. you know, embrace that. I'm sure school in another way is that and right. different challenges that you face in life. So mm-hmm. when you were going through that first 12 months, yeah, um, did you have moments you wanted to quit? Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Um, you know, I, I, had a, I had an injury. Um, I had to really scale back from that um and that really hurt that made me almost want to quit because i was like oh well you just broke yourself so what'd you do what'd you, how'd you <laughs> um I, I was actually jumping off the box jump and um tweaked my knee really bad mm. um i had to get a um one of those cortisone shots mm-hmm. and do some manual therapy on that um and that was part of that you know i i went out to too heavy too fast one day and didn't scale accordingly and i learned a really hard lesson with with that so i'm more cautious now um but i did that and um it made me think about really really quitting for a while um because it felt like i was backsliding a little bit and nobody wants to do that when they're on the when they're on the trail but you decided <laughs> not to yeah i decided not to i stuck with it i had to scale a lot of things after that um make sure that i was really taking care of myself um but yeah i stuck with it because i I was really enjoying what i was doing um did you see uh results like from the working out like noticeable and in the way you could move or your strength or your body composition Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely um you know it it was a really big confidence booster after i lost the first five pounds um, I was like, oh, maybe I can do this. And, um, you know, I was standing taller and um, I was functioning better. And I was, um, you just, I just felt more confident overall. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling like my, the person that I was inside was starting to reflect my out, on the outside more. And that was really exciting to me. So all I of that. that. That's, I mean, I think. You know, um, what what I attribute a lot of that to mm-hmm. is I kind of call it like you pat yourself on the back. Yeah. So like a workout is always an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And so there's a feeling that exists inside of us that you can't create mm-hmm. falsely. And that feeling is like, I'm proud of myself. And so it's like every time yeah. you leave the gym, you're kind of like patting yourself on the back, even though you're not. And that is what builds that confidence and it builds that Mm self-esteem that ultimately uh, flows into your self-worth, you know? Um, So I I love hearing that. So you moved here for school, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Yep. And was it kind of like, okay, I got to find a CrossFit gym? Like, Mm -hmm. was that a pretty much like already in your mind as you were moving to College Station? It was. It was was on my mind. I was like, all right, I'm not... I have to keep up this because it's part of my it's part of my stress relief it's part of my structure it's part of 
um, more of my identity than I had originally thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were those were very important. So I started, um, you know, researching the different gyms online, figuring out um, what would be close to me geographically and um, what would be close representing what I wanted in a gym. Because mm-hmm. um, each one is a little bit different and they of have course. their own thing. So, um, you know, eliminating the ones that I initially that I didn't think um, were going to be a, bi- a good fit. Yeah. And kind of um, looking around a little. And you found us. I found you. <laughs> and so you've yes. been very consistent. I mean, this last yeah. year, you average how many days a week, would you say? Um, well, if it's not finals time, then it's usually around three or four. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you're, I mean, and when I say that, I think sometimes mm-hmm. people always, um, you know, the, the ideal mm-hmm. is like, oh, I want to work out five or six days a week. Right. But if we're honest, right, there's 360 days in a year. If mm-hmm. you just worked out like 150 to 200 days a year, mm-hmm. like if you just do half, right? I mean, you two to four days a week is winning, right? Some weeks exactly. are two, some weeks are three, some weeks are four. You know, it's like, and I think looking at it over the course of the last 12 months, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of where you've fallen, right? Yeah. When you're busy, obviously, you know, life, yeah. school, things like that. But uh, for you, is that just like on your calendar? Is that a schedule thing? Is that a habit thing? Like, how mm-hmm. do you, you know, now it's been three years, yeah. right? So like, how has it just become something that you do? Um, well, like I said, it's part of my, my, um, my stress relief. So I know it's something that I have to keep on my radar. Um, so when I'm making like my school schedule, um, I'll keep in mind like, okay, what can I fit in here at this time and what can I not negotiate? Um, so I'll keep that in mind and then I'll kind of look at my week like, okay, these are the things that I have to get done. Where do I fit my workouts in there? So that, um... It's a priority um, for me every step of the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and here in the you know last month or so, you yeah. have recently started a six week challenge. Yes. So I want to hear <laughs> kind of how that decision. You and I yeah. spoke about it months ago with mm-hmm. Saqib too, and you really wanted to do it, mm-hmm. and the time wasn't right. Um, and yeah. so let's kind of unpack nutrition a little bit before we dive into the challenge. Like mm-hmm. where has your nutrition been in this last three years that you've been working out? Um, well, it's kind of swung all over the place. You know, when I first started working out, it was like, oh, you know, I'm burning like a ton of calories. I can eat whatever I want. Um, and my body's just not made that way anyway. So that was something I had to, had to really negotiate and scale back on. Um, and then, um, kind of started researching a little bit like what are more things that I should be eating or not eating what can I fit more into life just like in general like okay at the time I was working a lot and on the road a lot so what can I fit into that kind of a lifestyle where I have to drive all over um and that kind of went semi okay you know um the gas stations always have the foods that I want. <laughs> so um, so be, driving a lot made that harder. Um, but slowly moving in a, in a positive direction, you know, replacing little things over time. Like, okay, I'm not going to eat so much pasta. Instead, I'll switch in brown rice for dinner instead. You know, little changes that are more effective than big sweeping changes. Yeah. Um, so I started on that. And then um, 
as time moved on to here, um, moving in with, with Saqib and um, his, his eating and adjusting my eating for that, those, are, those were things that we had to negotiate. Um, and so when we first started coming here, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, it was a lot of, a lot of protein, very little vegetables, um, and ice cream most nights. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, cause of course he was a bachelor before I moved in. So, yeah. you know, adopting his, his eating habits, I was like, this is great. And then I realized, oh no, this is bad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, when we first came in um, and we started talking there, um, I forget what, I think it was, I forget which one it was. We were like, oh yeah, we eat ice cream most nights. One of the trainers here was like, no, <laughs> no, don't do that. Switch to yogurt. And we're like, oh, maybe we should switch to yogurt. Uh-huh. So one of those little changes. Well, you know, and, and yeah. it's it's easy to mm-hmm. fall into that. Yes. And, and you know, sweets make you want more sweets yes that's what cereal cereals yeah and so when you have you know and and we're creatures of habit right Mm -hmm. so when you have that ice cream every night around 9 p.m right 9 15 it happened you know it's it's we're creatures of habit so it's not uncommon to fall into that right and cereal is like one of those ones like i had to make a very strict rule that it can't be in my house it's a very occasional treat um and uh because otherwise all bets are off. I have no self-control. Yeah. So um, the for the ones that I just have no self-control, they just can't stay in the house. That's just a solid yeah. rule. Um, and Sakib hates cereal anyway, so yep. I, I don't understand it. But so then, it's weird. you know, it was yeah. probably a few months ago you said, mm-hmm. I want to turn it up a little bit. I yeah. want to dial in my nutrition. Yeah, I want to dial it in more. Um, you know, part of it was um, Sakib really wanted me to do it. He he knows how important this is for me to have this journey, mm-hmm. and he wants to support it. And he'd been telling me for months, like, I think you should just do it. I think you should just do it. And I was like, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. So um, then um, our wedding was is coming up, and he's like, you know, you could just do a little bit more before the wedding. And I think you'd be even happier. And I think this would set you even more on your path. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fine. If you want that to be your wedding gift to me, <laughs> then fine. <laughs> Love it. So um, that's what the final straw was to get yeah. me on that. Okay. So how long mm-hmm. ago did you start? Um, let's see. I'm right at about three weeks. Okay. Halfway. Now. So, so far, <laughs> give me what you've learned. What I've learned. Um, let's see. What I've learned so far is um, I really love peanut butter. Mm. Um, and that was one of my, when I'm hungry, go-to snacks. I would eat a lot of peanut butter. We went through a lot of peanut butter. Um, it's easy to do. It's very It's like easy. ice cream, but it's more dense. Right. <laughs> right? And it's so good. It's so delicious. I agree. Um, but having to track... I realize I didn't realize that until I had to track everything and having that shake in the middle of the day instead of the peanut butter was um was a big one for me. So it was probably the first week there I was like I miss you peanut butter. Mm. I miss it. Um, so that was when I really learned. Um, I learned like I'd been kind of weighing food before, but this one really made me 
start to weigh all the food and that was an interesting idea um what meat portions really look like um yeah that because i didn't realize how big my portions were um so that was an interesting one um i learned how much i really do love vegetables um because in the meal plan it's about a cup of vegetables and that's just not enough for me i wanted more more, i wanted more vegetables so um we did adjust that a little bit um i learned also that i'm a little carb sensitive um and that had to be adjusted a little bit for me um i was not a good person with no carbs during the day um and i was also yeah that, that one was shocking yeah <laughs> how, how bad my attitude got everything you're saying yeah. is great to hear um because i think those are things that unless you're you're kind of immersed into a program mm-hmm. that's bringing awareness to nutrition yeah it's really hard to come to these conclusions on your on your own right because it is we'll just eat whatever mm-hmm. and we don't really know and if we're not weighing measuring tracking um in tune with it, there's you know I, I call it drifting mm-hmm. you know it's like being out in the ocean yeah and when you're in the ocean we've all put our beach towel umbrella somewhere and then 45 minutes later we're way over to the side oh, way over and on, that's yeah. what happens right it's mm-hmm. the current of life the current of the way that we eat yeah. that unless we are swimming against the current which is what you're doing right now for three weeks mm-hmm. and what hopefully we'll continue to do at Maybe not at the intensity that you're swimming right now, because mm-hmm. the six-week challenge is intended to be almost like a mini-mester, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, comparatively to a regular class semester um, that, you know, you might meet three times a week, or in a mini-mester, it's like every day, yeah. tests every week, you know. And so six-week challenge is just a crash course. It's a really intense period of time. And then the outcome after that is that you've become aware, you know, you've almost opened your eyes in a new way to your habits yeah and and then you keep some good ones right so halfway so far how has your results been they've been pretty good they've been pretty good i'm wait. you know next week we'll do our next weigh-in but i've lost around five pounds so far awesome. so that's really cool to me um my, my genetic history makes it really hard to lose weight in general so this is a really good thing um yeah, yeah it's encouraging right especially yeah. if you know and there's everybody this is what i tell everybody has a different body mm-hmm. right so you know um and most people have had different relationships with food different mm-hmm. relationships with the scale different relationships with weight loss um but what i have found is when we eat right mm-hmm. your body responds you know, even if it's in the way you feel, mm-hmm. right? Even as, and ultimately over time, you can, you know, get your body to where you'd like it to be. Yeah. It just takes time. It just takes time. You know? Yeah. Have you, so in the, in the three weeks, have you kind of felt like, okay, this is something I could see myself doing longer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do. And that's kind of what I wanted was something that I would um, be able to adopt into everyday life. Like not quite to the extreme that it is right now, but um there so far i imagine only some minor tweaks to it um overall like i definitely want more recipes so i can have different flavors um Mm -hmm. because the same chicken every day gets old fast Mm -hmm. so that but um in general i would just like to keep on the same track has sakeem been doing it and supported (laughs) not 
Not really. Okay. Yeah. I mean, in general, he's he's, he's pretty supportive, okay. He's supportive. He hasn't been adopting the same right. Dynamics. Yeah, he's not using measuring cups. Um, yeah. Or that sort of thing. Um, but you know, he's okay. We switched over from canola oil to um, coconut oil cooking. Yeah. Um, I was I didn't realize how much butter I was cooking with. That's another thing. Um, and we've cut out the butter, so that's that is awesome. And you know what I love? So it's like these. It's just like we talk about working out. Like mm-hmm. everybody wants five or six days a week, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, 150 to 200 workouts a year is awesome. Mm-hmm. If you take what you've done for three weeks and you stretch it out for 365 days, yeah, amazing. You know, because mm-hmm. it's it's these little changes, like you said. Oh, butter here or meat portion or peanut butter yeah start stretching that out for the next 12 months Mm -hmm. and these little changes make a big difference they're huge yeah they make they make yeah and you're finding out your triggers right now Mm -hmm. you're kind of like removing some of those bad habits that maybe you were falling into yes um and and so how has it if at all affected workouts Mm -hmm. have you noticed anything um Let's see. In the beginning, it was it was a little bit hard until you know the the diet was adjusted just right for me. Mm-hmm. But um, but now overall, like I do feel um, sli- slightly stronger, slightly um, slightly like I can do more. So it's a slow building in of um, a more um, more physical confidence in what I'm doing, That's which great. I really like. Have you found any of the kind of positive affirmation talking coming into the nutrition portion of this because you kind of did this three years ago starting with exercise but now it's like a whole it's almost like starting a new thing it really is yeah there's um i mean there's definitely days when i'm like gosh i just want my pancakes you know i just want to i've had a hard day my comfort food you know my is always pancakes bacon eggs that's what I love. Sounds delicious. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, but I'm also like, okay, yeah, it's been a hard day. And, you know, let's think about this for an extra second. Do you really want the pancakes or do you just want to rest and stay on track? Because, you know, that's going to be the longer term um, feeling better. Mm-hmm. And so negotiating that and acknowledging that you have these feelings is a really important thing. So that you can then say, yeah, I feel this way and I'm still going to do what I, what my goal is. Yeah, uh, I love it. Well, the last question, mm-hmm. I ask everybody this on our podcast. The title is Building Better People mm-hmm. and it's on our wall, it's on our shirts. Um, it means that the kind of the meaning behind it is that when people start exercising, they become a better version of themselves. So that's kind of a core belief that I have, and therefore it becomes a very strong purpose to record this podcast, right, mm-hmm. with you to, you know, create an environment that people feel they can come into and start a fitness journey mm-hmm. or continue one. And so um, to close out the podcast, I want to kind of see how that's true for you, how mm-hmm. you starting three years ago with kind of your fitness journey and working out mm-hmm. has helped you become a better version of yourself. Oh gosh, um, it's it's made me a way better person. Um, my, when I started, I had very very little confidence in myself, very little um, self value, um, and this this journey um, has 
really been the start of a huge life shift for me. Um, I, when I started, I didn't think I was going to be able to do anything um, in the way that my, my career goals, my personal goals had been. Um, but then slowly gaining the, the mental strength that it takes to do these kind of workouts and um, that building into my personal confidence um, helped me build myself a place where I, I had the confidence to apply to grad school and to um, kind of just make huge shifts in the way that my life was um, into what I'm creating it to be in the future. So that's really like huge pinpoint for me and just that's where things started to change once again thanks for listening if you live in bryan college station we would love for you to come to our gym and start with one of our programs if you're interested in more information about our services or a free trial visit us at boomfitbcs.com that's boomfitbcs.com